If you want to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, you may be seated. Romans chapter 8. If the girls would put 8, 9, 29 on the um, screen, that'd be great. Um, now, I want you to know before I, I start this morning that this morning for Sunday school, or whatever we call it in there, I, I had this wonderful outline written out on a whiteboard. And I wanted to bring it in this morning, but... My son and daughter-in-law are jerks. And my son looked at that and he said, over my dead body, is that going into our worship service? And then my daughter-in-law, who's been married to my son for too long, looked at me and said, oh, are you going to teach us hieroglyphics before we try to read that? See why I need prayer? Okay. I mean, I just, you know, it, it, this disrespect is just, I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of the ministry. You know what I'm saying? You that are young don't know who Rodney Dangerfield was, but <laughs> no respect. No respect. No respect. I, I, I want you to understand, before God even created the world. Now, this is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, if you want to write that down and read it later. It says that before God created the world... He chose you to be in Him. Y'all must have missed it because that was powerful stuff. Before God even created the world, He personally chose you. Isn't that that wonderful? Were you ever young? Now, for me, it wasn't gym class. Some people are nerds. So in gym class, when they were being chosen for a team, anybody else like that? You were like, oh, please choose me. That wasn't my problem. Mine was spelling bees or math things. I'd be sitting there going, the the, the look I had on my face is, you better choose me or I'm going to punch you in the head. That's the only reason I ever got chosen. Because I couldn't spell and I I couldn't even read to 11th grade. And so the bottom line is, I, you know, but, but here's the cool part. You don't have to sit there wondering whether the team captain Jesus is going to chose you, chose you, choose you. He's already chosen you. You're already chosen for the team. Now, here's the part you got to get though. You could continue to stand at the wall wondering if you're chosen, or you could come on the court and play with the team. That's another whole sermon. But this is very important for us to understand. This morning is such a powerful theological lesson. It really is. It, it, just, it just goes through such... I already taught it to the, to the 9 o'clock group. I'm going to teach it to the Wednesday night group. So if you're not sure about today, there's Wednesday night. You ought to be there because it's about making disciples anyway. But the bottom line is is I want you to understand something. God's already got the plan, the process, and the power in line for you to be that awesome, powerful person you were created to be. The problem is, some of y'all been hanging around the church too long to know that. No, I'm serious. Some of you need to step up. You were chosen for the team. 
the team doesn't really need you, but you need the team. And the bottom line is, some of you are not engaged on the team. You're not even engaged in the game called the kingdom. You got to get in there, man. You got to step up. Be that man. Be that woman. Now, if you're a woman, be a woman. Okay? If you're a man, be a man. Be a man. I wish I had a deep voice. Man. I don't have a deep voice. I got them girly voice. You know what I'm saying? But that's okay. (laughs) But this is such an important sermon. And it really starts in verse 29. Um, Don't worry about the for no part right now. But he predestined you. He already predestined you. He already made the plan. He's already got it lined up. He's already done everything necessary for you to be once again conformed. And that word conformed is kind of like hyper transformation or hyper morph. Everybody with me there? We, we bought the kids um, this thing that, and these caterpillars. And eventually the caterpillars are going to get in there and they get around the cocoon thing. And some of you live too long in the cocoon. But eventually they're going to break out and they be these beautiful butterflies. Folks, we need to go through that process and become beautiful butterflies. You know what I'm saying? Amen. You know, quit sitting there like a moth or a, what's that thing called? Caterpillar. Get out of the cocoon, bust on out, and be conformed to that. You see, Genesis 1.26 tells you and me that we were created, we were created for the garbage of this world. You with me? We were created for sin. We were created for ugliness. We were created for gossip. We were created for the stuff that destroys us here. We were created in the image of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. How you doing there? I ain't talking to that dude next to you. I'm talking to you. How we doing there? Everybody I talk to, well, if such and such will change, and this will change, and they'll change, man, life would be great. No, you've still got you. Ouch. Because when I say that, I'm looking in a mirror. Although that is pretty. Huh? Amen? Nobody said amen. Thanks a lot. <laughs> But you want to be conformed to that image because that's the only place you're going to find peace. That's the only way, that's the only dynamic which you're actually going to find joy inexpressible and full of glory. Are you with me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or are you just kind of sitting there like a lump like most church people? Come on, kids, you've got to hear what I'm saying. I was talking to... um, um, Where'd Nancy go? She out there counting money? How come we got to count money during church? Go ask that. Donna, go. No, I'm just kidding. But I was talking to Nancy and her kids go to church and they never pray. And I'm like, well, maybe they need to stop going to church there. But I want you to hear what I'm saying. 
Just because you go to church doesn't mean you're exposed to the word. Doesn't mean you're exposed to the power of God. Doesn't mean you're exposed to the healing of God. You need to understand. You need to find a place like this one that you're going to be exposed. Amen? And I know it's a little freaky. I'm a little loopy. I'm a little crazy. But the bottom line is, I want you to hear something. You're exposed to the glory of God. And in the glory of God and only by the glory of God are you going to be conformed to that the image of his son where you really will find what you're looking for. What amazes me is how... Is there something wrong? Y'all, they were talking. I had to, I had to call them down. <laughs> eight, Romans 8, 29. Didn't I say Romans 8? Re- really fast. <laughs> Romans 8, 29. Kids, this is so important. The rest of this sermon and all of life is about this. Everything God allows, everything God does, everything that happens to us and around us, you have to understand, it's all part of this great eternal plan. And that's hard because a lot of the stuff that goes on around me, I don't like. Anybody else struggle with that? Well, God only does nice stuff. (laughs) Well, then Satan must be in control of everything. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was telling them in the 9 o'clock class, we were rolling along. We were really giving money because we were making some money now. And we, we, you know, we gave Lisa a salary, you know, which she's deserved for a long time. And man, we were rolling along. We were pouring out the money. We were blessing people. And then we get a $13,000 bill from the, the, the federal government last week because we made too much money for them to help us with our health care. I already paid twelve. A bunch of freaks. Wait till I get a hold of my congressman. I'm going to tear him from limb to limb. But you know what? God knows what he's doing. I must not have needed that new car. But it's all part of his plan, kid. It's all part of his plan. It's all about his glory. When we pay that off, I'm going to do a hallelujah fit. So the bottom line is it's okay. But you've got to understand. I, I throw that out there. I want you to understand Bad stuff, negative stuff, stuff that you don't understand happens to every one of us. But it's to conform us. It's to develop us. It's to to grow us in his image, okay? So go to 26, please. Thank you, honey. Now, these three verses, I'm going to do three verses in a row because they all come down to one thing, okay? In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, Please understand something. We're all weak and kind of stupid and kind of goofy. Does, is there anybody that doesn't think they are? You know, I, I feel like people get all upset. Well, you know, I don't have my act together. That's a big club. You know, I was telling people this morning, I woke up in great fear and, 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 and kind of this worry on my heart. Why? Because I'm human. Because there's an evil in this world that wants to get me distracted from what I really need to be focused on. Is anybody with me? You understand what I'm saying? That's just, that's just part of it, guys. You know? And let me help you with something. It ain't going away to heaven. It's just part of it. I'm sorry. 
I wish I could tell you like TV preachers, do this and this and this and God has to do this. It just never worked for me. I've tried. Anybody else tried? Yeah, I like that verse. Just ask anything in my name and I'll do it. I've tried that and I don't understand. It doesn't always work for me. And then you get to, well, that's because you don't have enough faith. Oh, you're ugly, so I can get some faith. But, you know. You know. But you hear what I'm saying. You know. But it's hard because you're like. And then there's those people that never seem to have problems. They always got money. I want to be them. The problem is, is that. Do you, you ever read the Old Testament? Every time they got what they needed and there wasn't anybody attacking them and they didn't have any big problems, they got stupid. Every time they won the battle and they did what was evil in the sight of God. They won the battle and they did what was evil. What's wrong with those people? They're us. This is an uplifting sermon, isn't it? (laughs) But you know it really is. Because this is just reality. This is where we are. And the sooner we embrace who we are and where we are, by the grace of God, in the grace of God, in the power of God, then God can do a great work. If we're looking for shortcuts and trying to get away from everything, you have to understand something. That ain't going to happen. So all you do is stay frustrated and worried all the time. Are you with me? Are you with me? We do not know what we ought to pray. But the Spirit itself intercedes for us uh, through wordless groans. I'm not sure what that means. I I just know this. Every morning, I run out of words. I go through all my, now I lay me down to sleep and all that kind of stuff. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. That's about about as deep as my prayers are, you know. It's just that way. But then it's time for God to take over. You know what I'm saying? There are some times for my kids and my grandkids and you guys. And and Lisa was talking about it. Sometimes we carry your stuff. You know, and and, and sometimes it's overwhelming. It really is. And we love you. That's why we do it. It, it, It's our gig. This is who we are. But you have to understand, sometimes we don't know what to say. I, I wish I could fix everything, you know? And I've gotten stupid before and tried to act like I was fixing it, but sometimes I just got to look at people and say, man, this is a God thing. I have no idea. That's all right. You say, well, you're the pastor. Mm-hmm. And if you are around these blowhards that think they know everything, you have to understand, be very careful and leery of that. Because all of us humans are human. Now, there's a statement. Write that down. But it's true, guys. And we come to the end of ourselves, and we don't know what to say. We don't know how to pray. I love what one of the translations, uh, the real translation in this is, we don't know how to pray what behooves us. I love that word. Anybody else love the word behoove? I'm not even sure what it means, but I like the word behoove. You know? It just means that there are some times... We're just not really sure. There there are just some times we're not sure what to say. And kids, that's okay. But that's not the time to quit praying. 
that's actually the time we start praying. You know, I don't know how to tell my sister that it's not about the people of the church and the things that happened to her in the church and the things she saw. I, I wish I did. I just know that I got to stay on my knees and keep praying because I'm not going to explain that to her. I can come up with all my nuances and all my sayings and all that kind of trash. And, and she just looks at me and goes, yeah, right. Thank God for my wife. She loves my wife. She thinks my wife's a Christian. The rest of us are just jerks. You know, but other than that, you hear what I'm saying? There, there just comes an end to that. 27. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Because he, he understands our hearts and our desires and our words, but he also understands the words of God. I mean, the will of God, the power of God, the, the design of God. 28, please. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, let me, let me just real quick explain to you. There's a word in there, the Greek term, for God works and puts all things together for good. And the Greek term for that is synergy. Anybody ever heard of synergy? It's just somehow... God takes all of my stuff and all of God's will and somehow for me, when I don't know how, he kind of puts it all together. I'll say it again, y'all must have missed it. God takes all of my stuff, sin, goofiness, knuckleheadedness, all that kind of stuff. And all of God's perfect, holy will. And somehow synergizes that under Him. To somehow, in the middle of all that stuff, to get me to the will of God. And the will of God is good. And the will of God is the restoration of his image in me. Hallelujah. Because I keep thinking, I don't know how to do this. And God knows. I know. Well, I've really messed things up. I know. i got some really bad mental, emotional, relational, spiritual habits. I know. But in the middle of all that, I chose you. To be conformed to my son's image, which is the image that I created you in the first place. And if you will allow me to synergize all that in your life, the cool part is, I'll get you there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 29. For those God foreknew. Now. 
Y'all write notes. Y'all, y'all need to be writing notes. The word here for foreknew actually is prognosis. Okay? Ever, anybody ever heard of the word prognosis? Now, here's, here's how I put this together. God knows my eternal DNA. God knows who I was created to be. God knows what I was created to do. God knows what I look like when I'm holy. Okay? But he also knows how messed up I've gotten. Amen? He knows those things in my life that are out of whack. He knows those things in my life that are scarred. Is everybody still with me? He knows those things that I just don't understand. He knows them. Here's the cool part. He's the great physician. He takes all of that and he defines my medicine. He defines how I need to exercise and practice. He knows and he's defining what I'm going to need to do and what I'm going to need to become that healthy, awesome, powerful person that he created me to be. The question is, Will we listen to his prognosis? And will we allow him to put that prognosis into action in our lives? So he has a prognosis. He foreknew us. He also predestined us to be conformed to his image. So he's got this wonderful prognosis, right? Are you with me? You know, he's the great physician. He knows what meds I need. And in my case, they are many and sundry. Amen? Back at you, buddy. But here's the cool part. And you know what I've done? I've declared that you have the power. I've predestined. That you have the power. You have everything through me that you need to be conformed to that awesome, powerful, innate, initial image. He says, I I know your eternal DNA. I know who I created you to be. I know it. And I know it looks out of reach and it looks ridiculous. But the bottom line is, I know. And I've declared. I've predestined. I've already put into place the power and the authority and the right for you to become that. Kids, you catching on to something? That's what the world needs to see, not our religious junk and jargon. They don't care about that. They don't care about that. A lot of Nazarenes don't preach this passage of Scripture. That's what I am, a Nazarene, big boy. You know? 
because it's Calvinistic. And some people are Wesleyan, and some people are Calvinistic, and some people are charismatic, and some people are Catholics. You know what I am? I'm a Christian. You know, all that stuff is all divisive. You know? Let me tell you, God already's got a plan. And no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, he's going to put that plan together. He's going to synergize it all. And the bottom line is, he's already got the prescription written and given you and declared you the glory and the power to become that conformity or that image or that person. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you hearing it? Are you letting him do it? Are you, are, are you letting him give you those shots? As as comfortable as they may be. And the kids cry. I cry when I get a shot too. Oh my goodness. When I got a tetanus shot a few years ago. I walked around like this for weeks. That way I get good stuff from my wife. Huh? Are you with me? You talk about that. You think that's cool. Listen to this one. So you've been predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be. The firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Let me tell you what that means. Because I read that lots of times. I go, what? What the heck's he talking about? The word there for firstborn is prototokon. Doesn't that thrill your heart? <laughs> you ever seen one of them, um, is that IA or AI minister, uh, movies? Or have you ever gone to a car show? And they've got this car out there that's unlike anything they've ever done. And prototokon, what word might that be that has to do with the first of those cars? It's a prototype. Let me help you with something. Put all this together and realize this. You ain't going to be like anybody else, thank the Lord. You don't have to be like anybody else, thank the Lord. You don't have to look like them. You don't have to dress like them. You don't have to act like them. You don't have to talk like them. You know who you really want to be? You want to be you. You're a prototype. Some of you are more prototype than others. But I want you to hear this. Too often in the church, we have classes, and we try to make everybody the the same. Well, you don't do these things, and you do these things, and you speak like this, and you dress like this, and you don't tell anybody the truth in church because they don't want to hear it. No. You want to be exactly who God created you to be. God created you with a personality. Now, I believe everybody should have my personality. Could you imagine? We would rule the world, baby. But he didn't give everybody. What'd you say, Stanley? Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'd all be walking around like this. Where's my coffee? (laughs) Don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Don't worry about what everybody else thinks you ought to be or do. You be and do exactly who God created you to be and do exactly what God created you to do. You see, you're the first. You're the best. 
say, we, we can't all be the best. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Could you imagine if all of us stepped up and we decided to be the best that God created us to be and do all that God created? Could you imagine what we would do? Twelve men changed the world. There's more than that here. We could at least change Reading. You hear what I'm saying? I ain't bust no Reading, Reading. I just think anything within 20 miles of Reading is Reading. Amen? Instead, we sit in our little cocoon called the church, afraid that anybody will find out we go there. You know? Them people are crazy. They actually pray. They actually lay on the oil on people. They actually believe in healing. Yes! Quit being a wimp. Step up and be the man or woman God created you to be. Amen? You're a prototype. Next verse. I got to move on because we got to get the horses. And those he predestined, he also called. We are just too busy. We are too distracted. Folks, inside of everything and around everything and what, I don't know where his voice actually comes from for you. But God is speaking to you. Specifically, individually, and corporately. And he is saying, I created you awesome. I created you powerful. I created you to do the miraculous. I'll say it again, y'all missed that one. I created you to do the miraculous. Amen? You know? And here's the cool part. Even though things got messed up, I already died on a cross. I already rose again. And I sent the person of my Holy Spirit to provide you everything you need. I've call, I'm calling you and I'm letting you know I already foreknow. I've already got a prognosis. I'm already putting everything together. I've already declared that you can actually accomplish this. And the bottom line is, if you'll listen to me, if you'll listen to my voice, man, I've got a gifting, and I've got a vision, and I've got a power, and I've got a strength, and it does not mean everything goes away. He's saying, I will do all of that in the middle of the mess you are in. Amen? He's calling, man. He's trying to talk to us. But we get so busy doing life and we get so busy doing church, many times we ain't got time to listen. And I'm begging you, in the middle of everything, step back. Take some time. Shut the TV off, men. Shut the TV off. And women said, amen. Amen. And listen. Amen. And those that he has called, he has justified. You know what that means, guys? The Greek term is is dikaio. You know what it actually means? It means he made you right. Look at the person next to you and say, I am right. Now, some of your sissies just, I am right. Say, I am right. (laughs) Say it. Declare it. 
I am right with God, not because I'm special and not because I've done anything extraordinary or terrific or because I'm pretty. I'm right because Jesus died for me. He rose again for me and he's the one that makes me right. Please hear that. I hear somebody, oh, I'm so bad, I'm so terrible, I'm so awful. Quit it. Yes, you are. But it's okay. Because the blood of Jesus Christ made you right. Instead of walking around like this, you need to start walking around like this. Right? We bad. Huh? What? Get us a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I do need a shot, brother. <laughs> I won't go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the bottom line is you're right. When you ask God into your life and he comes into your life and you come into his kingdom, you're right. You're okay. You're good with God. You're going to heaven. When that dude walks up to you with those flames and tells you you're going to hell, you say, you go to hell. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's crazy. You know? I'm right. Here's the other thing you need to know. God wants to make you right with you. When God's word says you, you're supposed to love God, you love God, but who else do you love? You love others as you love yourself. There are too many people walking around kind of hating on themselves, kind of belittling themselves, kind of feeling poorly about themselves. Man, I, I want you to understand, I'm as stupid as the next person. I'm as dumb as the next I do as many stupid things as the next person, but I'm good with me. There are a lot of people that, oh, you need to change. You need to become nicer. You need to, oh, fly a kite. I'm good with me. You know what I'm saying? You know, sure, I've done dumb things. But the bottom line is, God took care of them dumb things. So I'm good. Now, am I growing every day? Am I being conformed to his image every day? Do I want to be gooder every day? I know that's not a word. Don't get all excited. You know, all them teachers, did you hear what he said? You know. But you need to hear this, guys. He makes us right. And as he makes me right and good with me, you need to hear this. You need to understand this. It's amazing how I get good with my world and in my world and around my world and the way I'm able to impact my world. You see, too many people are waiting for their world to change, then they'll change. You want to transform your world? You want to change your world? You want to change your home? You want to change everything in your world? The bottom line is, you know who needs to change? You do. And when you change, here's what's cool, okay? When you change, everybody around, the, around you starts going, man, I want some of that. Or they say, I want nothing to do with that. And you have to understand, people that don't want nothing to do with that, it's okay if they don't hang around me. I love them, but just because I love everybody don't mean I like everybody. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, if your life sucks, I don't really want to be around you. Oh, well, that's me. No, that's just life. You keep hanging around the life sucks, and I'm going to live life. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say suck. My mother is going to listen to that, and she's going to tell me how evil I am. I'm sorry. Life zapper. Right? But the bottom line is, I'm good with me. And I'm good with people who like me. And I'm good with people who don't like me. And I'm good with those who think I'm just crazy and those who think I'm this and I'm that. I'm good with that. Because you know what? I'm right with him and I'm good with me. And anybody that lets me, I'll be good with them. But if they don't want to be good, we just don't have to be good. I ain't going to sit around and ruin my life because there are certain people that think I ought to be something different than what I am. You say, Pastor, is that for us too? That's for everybody. I'm sorry. That's for everybody, guys. Okay? That's for everybody. And those who he made right, he also glorified. And and this morning, I I, I tell Wednesday night, we're going to talk about this. What does glory mean? What does glorified mean? All right? Let me tell you what it means. It's all the power and all the love And all the healing and all the whatever of God. And he just pours it out on me because he justified me. And he called me. And he predestined me. And he conformed me. Or he is conforming me. Are you with me? You know? And he already has a prognosis that he's prepared for me. And he's given me the power for that prognosis. Are you with me? Are you with me? We're going backwards, so we're almost over, so you can get out of here and get the horses before the Baptist. Right? Hear what I'm saying? And he put all this together. And somehow he takes all of my stuff and synergizes it with the power and the glory and the love and the holiness. And the will of God. And even when I don't know how to pray for it. Even when I don't know what to say. Even when people ask me stupid questions. And I got no clue. It's okay. Because my heavenly father is standing there with arms wide open saying. Listen. You who are weary. And you that are burdened down and heavy laden. You come to me. And I'm going to give you rest. Like the old people used to do. Huh? Get a little excited. It's okay. I know it's church, but you can smile and have fun. I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. It's there for you. Everything you need is there for you in Him. He set it all up. He's got this awesome plan. He's got this awesome process. He's got this awesome power to see you through. To conform you. Not the person next to you or across the way. You. To the image you were created for or in. And that's where you will find everything you're looking for. That's where you will find peace beyond all human comprehension. That's where you will find joy inexpressible and full of glory. That's where.
Let's stand. JC, if you could play something, please. Let's stand. With all heads up and all eyes open. Today's a good morning to say, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm going to quit fooling around. I'm going to enter that plan and that process and that power. Amen? I, I, I don't want a piece of it. I don't want to know about it. I don't, I don't want to do this fake thing where I'm leading or teaching or whatever, and I ain't actually in it. My heart hurts for people that have been going to church for 557 years, and you ain't in it. You're standing there watching it. These kids that left, they need to see it in you. Are you with me? You say, well, Pastor, there's too much crap in my life. Jesus died for that. You hear me? You know? Well, Pastor, I'm just weak. We are all weak. We are all burdened. We all got too much stuff. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? All of us. But today's a good day to decide. I ain't standing on the outside of this anymore. No, sir. I ain't let nothing stand between me and the plan and the process and the power of God. I desire for me, not everybody else, for me to be conformed to that image. With everybody's head up and every eye open, I wonder if somebody might step out and say, enough. No more. I'm entering the plan. I'm entering the process. Just get out of your seat where you are and come stand or kneel right down here, right now. Don't mess with it. This is for you. This is for you. Enough of standing on the outside watching. No more. No more. No more. No more. Yeah, you can sit, Nancy. No more. I kind of beg you. Don't stand watching. Father, this morning, I pray for these that have stepped up and stepped out. Every person here has stuff. Every person here has a past. Every person here feels weak. Every person here has all kinds of obstacles in their mind and their Every person here has a soul 
just doesn't know how. But Father, you died, rose again, and sent your Holy Spirit for every person here. Father, help us to quit looking for shortcuts. Father, help us to quit trying to make what we want happen. Hmm. Help us to know that you already got a plan. You already got a process. <laughs> and you already got the power. Father, my heart hurts. Because I just believe there's some here that are just going to watch forever. They're going to wake up one day and realize I never entered in. Help us, Lord. And I pray for everyone here that every one of them would realize You've got them in your almighty hands. And you're not going to take care of them. You're already taking care of them. You're already working. You're already empowering. You're already teaching. You're already making them into the people they were created to be. Father, do the great and mighty and powerful work in each and every one of our lives that only you can do. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Before you go, Lisa's going to send out some audios tomorrow. And you want to listen to them. And they're hard to listen to, some of them. Because here's the problem. All the great people that we all look up to spiritually, you know how they got great? Through a tremendous struggle. They're the people we all want to be. I want to be like that. (laughs) Here's the problem. To get there, you got to go through some stuff. Please embrace the stuff. Please embrace the heartache. God hasn't left you. He's right there. And it's part of His plan. And it's part of His process. And I promise you, we who weep in tears... (laughs) We'll wake up in joy in the morning. God will see you through. He will never, ever, ever let you down. I hurt for some people. And I know you're going through stuff that I just want to fix. But if God wanted it fixed immediately, He could fix it. 
but he's got a plan. He's got a process. And he's got all the power you need. Amen? God bless you. Have a great day.